0: This lesson is going to be on how um, the sacrament of confirmation is connected with the sacrament of baptism, and that confirmation completes the grace that you've received at baptism. I'd like to begin first by reading a quote from um, St. Irenaeus of Leon, um, from his book Against Heresies. St. Irenaeus is a church father, and um, he I think, lived in the second century, if I'm not mistaken, which is like in the 100s. So he's very close to the beginnings of Christianity. Um, This is what he has to say about the sacrament of confirmation, and he makes an analogy. Hopefully this helps you some. He says, This was why the Lord had promised to send the advocate. He was to prepare us as an offering to God like dry flour, which cannot become one lump of dough, one loaf of bread without moisture. We who are many could not become one in Christ Jesus without the water that comes down from heaven. And like the parched ground, which yields no harvest unless it receives moisture, we who were once like a waterless tree could never have lived and born fruit without this abundant rainfall from above through the baptism that liberates us from change and decay we have become one in body through the spirit we have become one in soul okay so here saint Irenaeus is describing the sacrament of baptism and he uses two analogies one of which is how dry flour becomes a lump of dough, and also how a parched ground is able to become a tree. Um, It's only done through um, water, okay? And so in a similar way, we are brought into Christ's body, the church made one in Christ's body, through the waters of baptism. And then we'll see that after that grace of baptism that there's um, the, he'll continue the analogy, and we'll get there in a second. But for now, just keep in mind um, that we are all made one through the waters of baptism. We are made one in Christ, okay? And then we're going to connect this being made one in Christ um, through... Uh, We'll extend the analogy um, as we receive the Sacrament of Confirmation. Okay. Um, The Catechism teaches us that confirmation is the completion and perfection of the grace we received at baptism. So like baptism, confirmation imprints an indelible spiritual mark on our souls. So an indelible spiritual mark is like a brand. So we get like branded with Jesus, um, with the cross. You'll, at the sacrament of confirmation, the bishop will make the sign of the cross on your forehead. And this on our spirit, on our soul, is a indelible spiritual mark, meaning it can never be taken away. It's a mark that will remain forever, even after you die. Um, And it gives the Holy Spirit the ability to root in us more deeply, to root us in more deeply in Christ. Okay. So it just deepens that seal that began at, deepens and completes that seal that began at baptism. Um, Here's a prayer that talks about how The sacraments of initiation, that is baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist, are a completion of bringing us into perfect communion with the church. The prayer says this, Lord, may everything we do begin with your inspiration and continue with your help so that all of our prayers and works may be in you and by you be happily ended. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. So The sacraments kind of have this beginning, middle, and um, sort of uh, structure. Um, the first sacrament of initiation, the beginning, is baptism. It brings us into the family. And then we have the strength to continue as we grow in our spiritual life through the sacraments of confirmation and ultimately, they are all ordered to receiving the Eucharist, which is our, which will bring us to our ultimate end, which is to be in communion with God, which is to be in heaven. So there's a analogy also between our spiritual life and our physical life. Um, we have organs, but they need to be protected, strengthened, and nourished in order to grow and to develop. Okay. Um, the origin, development, and nourishment of our spiritual lives kind of correspond with, with the, the sacraments. So baptism is sort of our, our birth, or being brought into the family of God. Jesus says that you have to be born again if you want to enter into the kingdom of God or the family of God. And what this means is that you have to be baptized through the waters of baptism. Um, and then your development, or your, your, your confirmation um, in the spiritual life, this completion of baptism, which then leads to this continual nourishment and growth in communion with God through the reception of the sacrament of the Eucharist. And so in a similar way, in our physical bodies, that we have organs and skeleton, a skeleton and we need nutrients, confirmation is sort of like our skeletal system of the soul that gives us support and strength. Let's go back to another analogy that we started with, um, with St. Irenaeus, about how the sacraments can kind of be compared to um, flour, water, dough, and bread. So without baptism, we are just dry flour that just gets blown around by Satan. You know, we're just too, we're just here and there, and we have no purpose in our lives, and there's no direction or order or anything like that. But then with baptism, with the baptismal waters, water and flour get mixed together and become dough. They become one thing, and so we start to become one. We are entered and brought into the one body of Christ through baptism. And then without confirmation, we're just dough. We're just sort of this formless dough um, remember that confirmation completes baptismal grace, but with the sacrament of confirmation, the fire of the Holy Spirit actually turns the dough into bread, something that, you know, can nourish. Um, but, so then, you know, if we, ha- if we don't have the Eucharist, we are not one and one in body and spirit, and therefore we don't have nourishment. But with the Eucharist, we are one in body and spirit and are nourished, and in Christ we give w- our life to the world. All right. So we see that there's this sort of order to the sacraments. You know, you start with baptism and then baptism is completed through confirmation. And then confirmation leads us to communion with God and being one together in, in the reception of the Eucharist. The Eucharist is actually the source and summit of the Catholic life, of the spiritual life. Right? And so the life of the church is everything is ordered toward receiving the Eucharist. Here's something that um, from World Youth Day from um, Pope Benedict, who is Pope prior to Pope Francis. um, And he's about to um, confirm young people. And he says the following You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. These words of the Risen Lord have a special meaning for those young people who will be confirmed, sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit at today's Mass. But they are also addressed to each of us, to all those who have received the Spirit's gift of reconciliation and new life at baptism, who have welcomed him into their hearts as their helper, that's what advocate means, helper, and guide at confirmation, and who daily grow in his gifts of grace through the Holy Eucharist. At each Mass, in fact, the Holy Spirit descends anew, invoked by the solemn prayer of the Church, not only to transform our gifts of bread and wine into the Lord's body and blood, but also to transform our lives to make us in his power, one body, one spirit, in Christ. Okay. So there's a lot going on here from what Pope Benedict has to say. I'm just going to focus on a few of them. Um, let's see. I think one thing to mention is that, um, he's taught, Pope Benedict here is addressing, um, young people at a confirmation mass, but he's also addressing those who have received, you know, the adults who had received their confirmation, maybe, you know, 15, 20, 30 years, um, and he says that, um, that confirmation is, is he's, he's seen, he's implying here that, um, the Holy Spirit is not done with us once we've gone through, once we've received the sacrament of confirmation, rather he's really starting just sort of, I mean, beginning, I mean, it started, you know, even prior to your baptism, but, um, We are called each and every single day, those who have been confirmed, to continue to be helped by the Holy Spirit and to grow daily in the gifts of the Holy Spirit's grace through our reception of the Holy Eucharist. Remember I said that the Eucharist is the highest sacrament, the one which all the other sacraments are ordered to. But we cooperate with the Holy Spirit every single day and we continue to grow every single day. Okay, so that's important. And that the Holy Spirit descends. He descends when you receive the sacrament of confirmation, um, uh, you know, in a powerful way. But he descends every single Mass that's celebrated. Specifically, when the body, the bread and the wine are are transformed into Jesus' body and blood. It's through the Holy Spirit that that happens. When the priest, the pre- the Holy Spirit through the priest. Um, transfigures or transforms the body and blood but when we receive the eucharist it's not the elements are transformed but when we receive it with faith we are also transformed and we are made one by the reception of the eucharist into one body one spirit in christ okay so christian initiation that is being brought fully into communion with the Catholic Church is completed when you have received baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist. Um, an interesting point that um, is not um, always brought up, but sometimes, is that at, in the beginning, at the early church, when the first the church first began, two thousand years ago confirmation was received after baptism like very soon after and some rites of the Catholic Church um, they're called the Eastern rites they still follow this practice and so when you're a baby you also receive the sacrament of confirmation you don't receive it when you're 13 or 15 Um, so confirmation and baptism uh, in the early church were actually received together and so that's um, and then Um, uh, the the next installment would be um, receiving the Eucharist. Um, So you can think of it like this. In baptism, we become adopted children of the Father. In confirmation, we receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit with its gifts and fruits. And in the Holy Eucharist, we physically receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity. So the sacraments of initiation are Trinitarian and give us the divine life inter- in participation with the life of the blessed trinity okay so you can kind of see that you know baptism is being made adopted so there's the father kind of in that in that area confirmation has to I mean they're all connected but the confirmation has to do with the holy spirit and then the eucharist has to do with re- physically receiving Jesus' body blood soul and divinity and so we see that through the three sacraments we also kind of see the three persons of the Trinity. All right, so that's pretty cool. Um, so how is confirmation similar to baptism? Well, one way that the two are similar is that both in confirmation and in baptism, we get this indelible mark on our soul that is the sort of brand or tattoo, of so <laughs> this mark on our soul forever. Um, each sacraments, we have two marks, one for baptism and one for um, confirmation. We're sealed by God's grace on his soul. He kind of marks us as his own. Um, and it's an eternal mark. And we can't do anything to get rid of this mark. Um, here's another quote from Pope Benedict. He says, in a few moments, we will celebrate the sacrament of confirmation. The Holy Spirit will descend upon the confirmants, those receiving the sacrament." They will be sealed with the gift of the Spirit, and sent forth to be Christ's witnesses. What does it mean to receive the seal of the Holy Spirit? It means being indelibly marked, inalterably changed, a new creation. For those who have received this gift, nothing can ever be the same. Being baptized in one Spirit means being set on fire with the love of God. Being given to drink of the spirit means being refreshed by the beauty of the Lord's plan for us and for the world and becoming in turn a source of spiritual refreshment for others. Being sealed with the spirit means not being afraid to stand up for Christ, letting the truth of the gospel permeate the way we think, see and act as we work for the triumph of the civilization of love. Okay. So there's a lot here as well. Um, Let me just highlight some of the things he says about what it means to receive the seal of the Holy Spirit. It means, one, being indelibly marked. Two, inalterably changed. That means that there's a change that occurs in us when we receive it. And it's a change that happens forever. We become a new creation. This also happens... uh, at our baptism the completion of us being a new creation happens here three being set on fire with the love of god so we come to love god ever, even more deeply we become refreshed for we become refreshed by the beauty of god's plan for our lives and so we start to understand what he wants us to do uh, in our lives and what he, how he wants us to help other people um five, it helps us to not be afraid to stand up for Christ and letting the truth of the gospel permeate the way we think, see, and act. And so it changes our whole vision of our life, what we think, what we say, what we do. The gospel of Jesus Christ, that is, you know, that he died for our sins and that um, he wants us to be restored into relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Um, And that he wants us to bring that love and relationship with God in the Blessed Trinity to everybody And so that's what we do as we work for the triumph of the civilization of love Because to be in relationship with God the Blessed Trinity or to be friends with God is to be in love with God Okay Another connection um, after all of that, it, between baptism and confirmation, um, and has to do with um, on your like baptismal certificate um, that gets written down on your baptismal certificate in the documentation of the church. And so, um, when you're confirmed, your name, the bishop or priest who um, min- uh, administered the sacrament to you. Parents, sponsor's name, place, and date are all recorded in the diocese that they receive the confirmation, but also it's sent over to where you received your baptism. It may be the same place, but if it's not, it'll also be sent to wherever you were baptized. And so um, these um, sacraments are recorded also and they're connected that way through your um, the documents in the church. Uh, because the church keeps record of tries her best to keep record of the real changes that happen to you when you receive those sacraments. Okay. So um, that's the end of this lesson. I hope it was helpful. And um, I'll be giving you all some questions over them. And um, I hope you have a good one. All right. Thanks.